Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here. Studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG5. Sorry, I had to put myself on top. I like to be on top. <laughs> we are back with another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. And joining us tonight from across the wide svances of the Midwest and into the West, we passed that one area that I forget the name of all of a sudden, Death Valley, that whole area. No, I'm not past Death Valley. Come on, get it right. No, I'm past yeah. the Continental Divide, though. Yeah, there you go. The Continental past Divide. Lake Mead, past the Colorado River. Somewhere a little northwest of the, in my opinion, the overly, highly overrated. Wow, I just can't complete. Oh, Route 66. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> the highly over- See, it's so highly overrated, I forgot the name of it when I traveled down it back in the late 90s. But how are you, Gordon? You know what? I'm doing, <clears throat> doing all right. Getting good grades. First thing I first out of the back. Yes, it's Wednesday. No, we're not late. <sighs> We've decided for ourselves and for you, the committed listener, the fan of the show, the OG5, that we're going to move this show on Wednesday so that there's a nice gap between this and the uh, show on Monday. And then it also allows me to have a break in between two days of doing podcast, and it works better for Gordon and Mike. So from here, this day forth, this shall be the day of the broadcast. The broadcast shall be of this day, every Wednesday, 9 Eastern not Pacific time, Eastern time. That would be six o'clock. Sit, ubu, sit, good dog, rough. <laughs> six fifteen ish or six thirty ish Pacific time. Seven fifteen ish or seven thirty Mountain. So on, so forth until you work your way back to Eastern. And if you go any further Eastern, East than Eastern, well, God help you. And this has been Hot Time Zone Talk with the What's in Your Head podcast. Meanwhile, back in the Cape. Meanwhile, you know, it's very interesting. You have two dogs roughly similar in age, and I have two dogs similar in age. And it's funny how, one, how different they are with personalities, but two, it's like they truly broke the mold with Bailey because when we got Bailey, she's such a – first interaction I had with Boston Terrier, sweetest goddamn dog in the world, doesn't do anything wrong, smarter than a mother effer. And then I would see TikToks of other people, Boston Terriers, oh, when your dog shits in the house or pees in the house, is oh, you know, they have cute little things, dogs, oh, you know, dog gets away because they're cute. And I'm like, you did must have a bad dog because Bailey, Bailey is fantastic. And we get Jasper, and he has, he had some bad upbringing, but we were at the dog park last week. The Abernathy House for Wayward Creatures. And there was this real pretty little boss in there. First time we'd seen her. Mm-hmm. And Jasper took a liking to her. And Bailey got a little jealous, and she went over there and kind of said, what's up to the other little girl? Not in a mean way, just kind of went over there. And that little girl fucking jumped on Bailey, like started biting her. Luckily, I scooped her up by her harness, pulled her out. She has a little red mark on her neck. But And we've been around a lot of Frenchies and a lot of other Bostons. And I'll tell you what, she's one of a fucking kind. I mean, I know there's some great Bostons out there, but with all our, with the experience we're seeing with other ones, we, we just assume they're all like Bailey, but it's like, no, 
Like she's in How here now. She's laying you... on the floor right here. Every time I do a podcast, she she sits in here the entire time. Jasper's like, fuck you. I have no interest in this. I want to go lay in bed with mom. So he's in the other room. She's down here where she always is. She's sleeping. She will stay there until the end of the show. Well, how much of that's basically nature versus nurture and how, you know, is how they are versus the you've invested in them? I would tell you previous to our experience with the dog park, I would say, oh, well, clearly it's just Jasper didn't have a good upbringing. But unless there's just a lot of people out there who, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm trying to stay generally generic because I don't want to call people out, but there's a particular person there who owns multiples and mm-hmm. a couple of them are a little feisty, little, you know, more like a wild dog. If you know, not wild dog, but more of a generalized conception of a puppy. Whereas like, I don't know, Bailey just seems to be so her personality, just her whole trait just seems so much more different than the rest of the dogs that we've been around Frenchie or Boston. Well, and Oliver, I kind of thought was the same way. Even at dog parks around other dogs, he's always kind of meek and quiet, wanted to be chased. But as pretty much as soon as we brought Zoe into the house, he's changed. He's going alpha dog role. He's uh, pursuing her. Now, the little tramp does rub her butt up in his face like she's, you know, like she's on the dance floor. Um, and then he'll go to mount her and she'll flip around and ride right on top of him for a while like a wheelbarrow. Uh, which is kind of funny, but he is very resource guardy. Yeah. We we went from fe- having to feed him with a spoon every once in a while to he can't get enough food. She, day one. Uh, Jasper uh, from his previous mm-hmm. house, whenever he has a bone or food, he always puts his front feet down and keeps his ass and his rear feet planted standing up in case he's going to make a quick run for it. But Bailey, Bailey t- is a little mean. She'll like grab a toy or a bone and take it over and plop down next to him and show it to him. And he'll try to take it from her, and then she'll just growl at it and take it away. It's like, yep. Ollie's kind of got the same game. When he gets something, mm-hmm. he'll mess with it, then he just sits there with it in front of him. Just sits there and then waits for her to come after it and get it from him, and then he goes after her. I was hoping Mike would be on tonight. I have a thing I wanted to talk to him about. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about it too, but he lives here in Florida, and he's an outdoorsman, a fisherman, if you will, and he can relate to my example I was going to present, but I did see the video. I didn't see the contact. The video stopped at that point, but I saw the video of the nation worldwide famous story about the 85 year old woman who was walking her dog and got eaten by the alligator like two weeks ago. Yes. I think I talked about that on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, Karen, and I've been fishing on shorelines and we're a little, you know, a little extra on guard. And they made the it news, sound like the lady uh, the was... news introduce fear into your life? Because that's what news does. Well, lack of... Lack Complacency. of... Lack of editorialization and or commentary by a, Florida, a Floridian and or anybody who's adept with wildlife, <laughs> just to add a little commentary. When you don't see the video, you just hear the story. Ladies walking dog, alligator jumped up and snapped at her in your mind you picture the scene and that crocodile dundee where the reporter's bending down with the canteen and they're doing all the close-ups on it because crocodile dundee's perving out from perving out on her in the woods and staring at her neckline all of a sudden the crocodile jumps up and he and so you hear the story about the 80 year old woman walking her dog by lake and you just assume the thing 
the the camera was mounted on someone's property. It's just a security camera, and it's a good distance. You see the lady walking along the lake, and you see the dog. You see the alligator. The alligator was not stealth mode. He's not hidden. This motherfucker swam on top of the water for about 30 yards. You can see the V. And sadly, a lot of the reason for it happening is because of her age, and she probably had a horrible depth perception. Because anybody younger and or anybody who has spent any amount of time, especially throwing top water in the state of Florida, knows what an alligator looks like chasing it. You can see is the that V. Is depth perception or is that her peripheral vision? Peripheral depth perception. I'm sure she's probably blind as shit. But my point mm-hmm. being, a younger person in that same situation would have seen that fucking alligator swimming for 30 yards at you from your periphery. Why is there a log coming at me? Yeah, I mean, that thing's hauling ass. You see it, it's on top of the water, it's got the V. It's It wasn't, you know, hidden and just jumped out and grabbed her like, ah! no. So it was, it was basically creating a small wake. Yeah, it, yeah. It was chasing hey, after the dog and then basically there, the dog's down by the water and she she's walking and the alligator comes up, the dog runs past her and so now she's in between the alligator and the dog and the video cuts out before it hits her because I don't want to see her getting snatched up anyhow. Just like I don't want to see the video. I don't want to see the bullets contacting the Ukrainian soldier that the video leaked out on Twitter of him getting mowed down by the Russians in the foxhole. I don't know if you've seen that story yet. I have not, but... Just a dude in a Ukrainian uniform standing in a, Very reminiscent of that scene in Band of Brothers where uh, Spears mows down the Germans after giving them cigarettes. This guy's just standing there, no weapons, no gear, just smoking a cigarette, and they just mow him down. Trench warfare is definitely a European <laughs> thing, isn't it? Well, this is more of a foxhole. And it, foxhole once again, but they do have trenches. Yeah. Not, you know, uh, which makes sense. I get it. But uh, speaking of that, I was listening to um, a guy at work today. He's Desert Storm vet. He was been pretty skeptical on anything happening, you know, and us getting involvement. But he was, he was talking to somebody else. He said, yeah, I think, uh, I think, we're going to be hitting a point real soon where we're going to be forced to get involved. Uh, so even he's starting to feel a little, a little negative. He's an air force guy. And I said, cause I did tell him about that whole thing. I heard about that, you know, prepare for 2025, right? Yeah. The, uh, air, the air force general or colonel, colonel, whatever their, yeah, their ranks. So it's interesting. I tried. It's funny. There's so much shit AD. going on between that. We got that's so much the shit Middle going on, Eastern stuff going on, the Korean the, stuff going on. The last two weeks in trending news and trending topics on the AP or Associated Press, it's nowhere to be seen. You actually have to dig for it now. What's the, I don't know if it's because it's hitting a fevered pitch that they want to back away from it. Well, they want to keep people, especially Westerners, just dumb and focused on other shit. Oh, we, we got to have fear about other things, right? Well, we just, they just rather not us worry ourselves and not, you know, because if we're worrying about war and this and that, then we're not, you know, or consuming. Is it, is it the thought that ad, the ad, the people they ad, do advertising for is saying, hey, we need to change the, uh, what we're talking about now? Yeah, because we want to keep them dumb so they keep consuming. We don't want them to worry about maybe I should stop buying so much wasteful shit and maybe. Start focusing on what's going on in the world and potential global economy. But um, let's go to a little more depressing conversation. Um, Sweet. Depressing Wednesday here on the What's in Your Head Spot pod, well, spot, 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 pod, podcast. I'm trying to say if I want to go with the story of the clip. We'll start with the story and then we'll go with the clip. Yeah. Um, well, we'll combine these two stories. I won't do the full story. But Dateline... 20 cars of the Norfolk Southern cargo train derailed in Ohio. 
Not the one with the exploding gas. This is a new one. This one closer to Toledo? Springfield. Springfield. Springfield, Ohio. About 20 cars from the North Southern cargo train derailed near Springfield Saturday evening. That's not Springfield as in The Simpsons, but Springfield, Ohio. Just as boring. The second derailment of the company's train in Ohio in a month, officials said. But unlike February 3rd derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, a company spokesman said there were no hazardous materials aboard the train. The Columbus Dispatch reported. Get rid of the advertisement here. Uh, the train, which did not have passengers, derailed about 5 p.m. Saturday by State Route 41 near Clark County Fairgrounds, the dispatch reported. Springfield is about 46 miles, 74 kilometers for Europeans, west of the state capital of Columbus, Ohio. A little repetitive since you're saying it's the state capital and we're talking about Ohio, but whatever. The 20 cars of the 212-car train derailed while traveling south, the Norfolk Southern spokesperson said. Um, so that story goes on. And then right Let's around- talk about derailments real quick, everybody, because it's, it's it's in the zeitgeist, right? But if you look up how many derailments there are in the United States a year, it's somewhere between a thousand and seventeen hundred. Well, and here may be a little present. This may present a little view into that. Uh, Dateline, March fourth, twenty twenty three, New York Post. Rail boss tells train crews to skip inspections, limited reports, and leaked audio. It, yeah, bad on him. A leaked recording of a manager at one of the nation's largest rail companies reveals that telling workers to skip inspections and not to report cars with the same type of problem blamed for last month's massive train derailment in Ohio. The Norfolk Southern derailment and subsequent investigations into the cause have invited increased scrutiny into the rail industry safety practices. The audio obtained by The Guardian Here's the manager telling a former employee of the Union Pacific to stop tagging rail cars for broken ball bearings or wheel bearings. The manager says doing so will delay the cargo. You should use Swiss bearings. So possibly these trains are falling off the track. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Back. Oh, sorry, that's wrong song. Um, because of maybe bad wheel bearings, uh, poor maintenance. Lack of lubrication, perhaps? Uh, just put a little WD-40 Trains. on it and some duct tape. Well, hold on. What, what was that solution you said? Me? Yeah. A little WD-40 and some duct tape. Hold right there. WD-40. Let's go back to... Uh, Which is more of a cleaning agent, but it can be a lubricant, too. Let's go back, like, to February. Uh, where's the cries of... Our infrastructure is falling apart... I haven't heard that. It's because there's a different guy in charge. Oh, that's right. But it'd be At interesting to time. see what, after the investigation, what comes down to the cause of all four of these. Was it equipment failure? If so, was it on the trains in or the tracks in? Because was it infrastructure or poor maintenance? Because let me tell you, Gordon and I grew up across the, from the street from a train track. And it was loud, but it wasn't unbearable. It was almost um, niche, quaint. Every once in a while, a train would go rolling down tracks. You got used to it. Like yeah. living on a road. Oh, wait. There was a road, too. Yeah, like a the four-lane thoroughfare. A couple of years ago, I was on a World War II reenactment at this historical village, and they set us up by the train track. This was a very active train track, and our tents, 60 yards from the train track, at night, a very active train track. And the train would come rolling down the track and got louder. 
but it wasn't the track and it wasn't the vibration. It was the lack of lubricant applied to the undercarriage of these trains. And it got so bad because, like, one would come through an hour. And after the booze wore off around three in the morning, you're laying in a fucking bed, sound asleep, and you hear what sounds like 30,000 banshees flying through your tent. It got to the point where I was having dreams where I was fantasizing about putting an industrial-sized quad-barrel WD-40 spray station installation two miles down the track. So as this train came barreling down the road, its undercarriage would get completely engulfed in WD-40 so that by the time it got to where my tent was, it was just a nice rumble. The effect it had on you, by the time you woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, you felt like you'd been water tortured all night. Some people say, well, the trains, that's what they use for the major mode of transportation. You're right, and they maintain that shit, and they lubricated it. Yep. They lubricated it. And now we're seeing the train drawn off the track due to lack of maintenance and lubrication. Don't want your train to do it raw. No, you don't want to raw dog your train track. You want to keep it nice and smooth and lubed. But that was, that was such a true statement, though, because as I said in that clip, we grew up around a train track. We knew what the rumbling sound. The only time you heard squealing was when the brakes hit. But these things, and as I said in the clip, it just you could tell that these trains were not being maintained, at least to a decent standard. No, would that be the uh, train equivalent of a bad wheel wheels on a shopping cart? No, that'd be like a train. No, that's flat spots. That'd um, be like a train equivalent of where someone ignored the precursing squeal on their brake pads. That like you know you're getting low, and then you're metal on metal. And then that include that with um, bad wheel bearings and bad tie rods. So everything just squeals, squinks, rumbles, and flips. And I just did something weird on Windows 11 I like. It accidentally snapped all three of my screens into even... Do you like that? Well, <sighs> for this application right now, it's, it's fine. Snapping has been around since Windows 10, and I it, hate it. It's always done it, too, but, and it would always overlap it, but it made this perfectly even across the board. I've got my stories on the right, got the web in the middle, and I got our ugly asses on the left. Because I would be, in Windows 10, I'm, I'd try to move something over here and over here, and then it would snap, and like I don't want the full screen. I want well, it showed like a, a preview of what would, it would do first, which is kind of nice. <clears throat> I hated the snap, but this worked out. I so. like the sandbox feature on Windows 11. That's nice. What is that? You go into you sandcastle. You go into your Windows features and you enable sandbox and you reboot it. And then mm -hmm. you'll go to sandbox and it'll launch a Windows 10 virtual machine. So you're literally running another version of Windows in the background. And once you close that window, it, it kills it. So like if you download a program, you're not quite sure it might be safe or you're trying to run some weird code on some something you're developing, you can run it or you know, let's say you're trying to do Whatever it protects it from the rest of the You're trying to process. It's literally like having two computers in one. So if you get a virus in there, it has its own virtual memory processor. It's it's a virtual computer, and so, so you it's can, like a virtual drive almost. Um, more in the in your server. application, your company has probably multiple servers, but truthfully, you have one physical server running multiple VMs. Correct. It's 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 a virtual machine built into Windows 11, but you can't maintain it once you close that window. That installation of Windows is gone, but you know it's. Yeah, I used to hate the snap feature, but this one worked out well, and I'm kind of pleased with it right now. I will probably not be pleased with it when it does it again when I don't want it to. Yeah, that's <sighs> a possibility. You know, we've often nope. talked about our bodies wearing out, bad knees. Oh my god! I just took fucking stock of everything that's 
currently a a a constraint on my physical well being right now. And Gordon spent many closer to fifty. Gordon spent many a year snowboarding and mountain biking and working construction and doing all these things that hurt his body and. We knew there's potential for long-term effects. Same with me and the skateboarding and the snowboarding and the running and this, that, and the other thing. Now, when we say snowboarding, let's let's put it out there. 75 to 100 days a year for almost 10 years. There you go. On not, mount, not a small mountain. And when we would think about these things, we would say, yes, but we have the future on our side. We have technology. Well, I actually thought I'd be in a wheelchair by the time I was 38. I thought I'd be in a wheelchair by 50, but i got five more years. Um, but we knew, jokingly, that our knees would be blown out, no cartilage and bad back. We'd be in wheelchairs. But we also had in our mind, hey, technology would be better by then. Well, I didn't think I would have carpal tunnel in both hands, trigger finger in one finger, you know, and then all the other myriad of stuff. But it is what it is. You ever asked yourself, would you rather go deaf or blind? I have. And what's your answer? I appreciate both of my senses Mm -hmm. that it's almost even, but I would rather have my vision, albeit it is is corrected at this point. I don't know how I feel now. Probably my vision just simply so I can drive and do things. No, easy to be to ignore the... In the background? Yeah, when I was younger, I would say I want to keep my hearing because I love music so much. But working for now you M- probably listen to more podcasts than anything. Working for an MSP, we manage a ton of ear, nose, and throat doctors. And I was talking to one the other day, and it never occurred to me. How do you listen to your music, Gordon? And I'm not going to just... I'm going to say this, but you got to think it goes back two plus decades, including all the times on the hill and snowboarding Just and quickly. How do you headphones. What headphones. kind of headphones do you listen? Earbuds. And how are these earbuds connected to your device? Very badly by Bluetooth. Bluetooth. I mean, not badly, but bad for you by Bluetooth. Do you have a? Do you got an analog watch, maybe with an arm and a second hand and a date that ticks around on your arm? I got a digital watch that pretends it's analog. Sweet. What's some of the features that digital watch does for you? Everything. How does it connect to your phone? Also Bluetooth. Yes, you're going to the whole radio wave thing is has uh, been a concern also for, for more no. than two decades. You're, nope. You're, it's going to be so obvious you're going to say no shit, but I never thought about it either. These new... These, this is fucking Probably fantastic. Probably sending electrical pulses through my fucking body. No. These new hearing aids are Bluetooth enabled, so they mm-hmm. connect to your phone and your TV, and oh, yeah. you can read your text messages into your your hearing aid, mm-hmm. so you can hear everything. I've, I've been trying to push the father-in-law into getting hearing aids, and that's one of the things I've been pushing. I never, it never even occurred to me. It, it makes it's like no shit once you hear about it. So yeah, just like a smartwatch, you you want you get a text message, you hit voice to text, and instead of going to your Raycons or your iPad, your your your, your Ear, AirPods, it goes to your miracle ear or, you know, smaller, and they can hear the message, right? And they can listen to music through their hearing aid. They can listen to their TV. Take a phone call. But the problem is, doctors aren't audi- audiologists, whatever that, the hearing doctor, 
-hmm. They're trained in decibels, fitment, comfort, and the medical side. They're mm-hmm. not trained in why does my Bluetooth no longer connect to my cell phone? <laughs> and the problems they're running in is Android and I and I, iTunes I, and Apple keep pushing out updates. And when this happens, these people they lose their Bluetooth connection, just and like it, to your car and to this. And, and if you that. can imagine the frustration of trying to explain to an 87 year old or a 79 year old how to connect their hearing aid, so not only are you trying to technology, but you're trying to talk to somebody who already has been diagnosed with a hearing condition. Well, I hear my hearing aid, but every time I connect to my car, I lose it from my hearing aid, and it goes over my car speakers. Yeah, but it never occurred to me. It's like, oh, that's perfect. That's like the perfect technology, especially for a senior. The ability to have all that shit, voice to text, that's uh, that's as damn near as close as we have to a neuroimplant right now because those, those hearing aids are so damn small. You can but just, you wonder... What the bass response is on a miracle air? No, if I'm listening to DMX Rough Rider, like, yeah, that's what I'm like saying. The sound is actually like, is it tinny? Yeah, I don't know. Because now I do have. Well, I guess it's ax- different for each axle, person. My Axle Hearing Pro that I use for shooting, and you'll be able to see these soon. I've actually got an extra pair. I'm not giving them to you though. Um, they actually have hearing enhancement. And this company, it's out of Utah. They also make hearing aids. So I can be at the rain, actually out in the desert, and there are people shooting 50 yards over. I'll turn the hearing enhancement up. It, as soon as it hits 80 decibels, it clicks out and blocks that noise for the most part. It's still not quite as good as regular hearing pro, but I can hear everything they say. I can hear them load their, their uh, firearm, rack their firearm, and it actually works pretty good. I'm like, holy shit, this is like spyware. Uh, do they give you the feeling that your head's being squeezed alive like the active noise-canceling headphones do? No. Good, because I can't handle that. I cannot turn on the active noise-canceling headphones. I've never headphone. had that problem with active noise-canceling, but I had the first generation, and they were kind of just a hiss in the background. These don't hiss. They just feel like pressure on your head. It's, it's the weirdest goddamn thing. Oh, these are just literally earbuds. So I don't have, you know, a wrap or anything. They're just earbuds. The mine are over the ear, kind of like what I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. But it's almost, you almost feel like it's creating a vacuum. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. I can't handle it. I, I can't, like, if I actually hit the button, I'm like, Is those like, the ones you use for the range? Or? No, they're the ones I use in my office. They're just like okay. $30 ones I got off Amazon. So, you know, when you have a environment as close as ours, you can't have three different people listening to music at the same time so we all listen through earbuds well we've got a uh, assistant that's basically like releasing a pterodactyl in the office she's so loud oh. to one of those ladies that announced they're present when 20 feet away mm-hmm. weird noises Trump's i mean almost playing. as annoying Da-da-da. as the bird you used to have yeah that one kind of like a grackle yeah grackles are pretty bad yeah they're pretty bad do you have grackles yeah we have them People Carrie and I, when we back when we were renting that house with the pool, we decided we want a bird feeder, <laughs> and so we put a bird feeder Ruh-roh. in the backyard, and we left and came back like two hours later, and our entire backyard was full of those and um, other large black birds. And not only were they loud, but we were. Why they gotta be blackbirds? Because they were all black. Um, grackles are, and some crows. Mm-hmm. 
and we were they were sitting all over the lanai screen we're like we got to get rid of this bird feeder or our entire lanai is just gonna be nothing but bird shit and so like we had to think for like three hours like well this has got to go that was not well, well this didn't out. work out that didn't nope. that or you may attract squirrels do y'all have squirrels yeah we have squirrels we don't we have, have chipmunks i miss chipmunks we do have chipmunk one or two but we mainly just got lizards and birds and bugs not a lot of bugs Lots of praying mantises, though. <sighs> got a question So for can you. I? Yeah, go ahead. A couple of things. One thing that's been bothering me. and The, the goddamn periodic table of the elements? No, actually, I'm, I'm good with that one. Um, you know how, like, people will text you? Mm-hmm. You get a text. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I'm just going to call this motherfucker. Call him back, and they don't answer. Mm-hmm. Does that not bother you? Oh, no. What's worse than that is because if they're texting, there's always the hypotheses that they're in an area that's not conducive to vocal communication. It's when they call you and you call them right back. Like, you met, you like as soon as you went to hit the answer, yeah, they hung worse. up and yeah, you call right back. Worse. It's like, dude, what the fuck? You were literally calling me 0. .03 milliseconds ago. Well, I'm going to shit on your, your response for not conducive. The thing is, is they could always say, oh, yeah, I can't talk right now. I will call you later as a text back. Well, depends if it's a dude or a chick. Because a lot of time the chick's shit's in the bottom of their purse. But or in their back pocket with a broken screen. So you'll be either holding the phone expecting a, a response or you can answer it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's and vengefulness. All that some bitch didn't answer me so he can kiss my ass. Like, who's this motherfucker think they are? Texting me and not answering their phone back. I don't and know. the other thing is our local park I go to, mm-hmm. there are starting to be a collection of people living in vans. Oh, van life. One of these vans is a Mercedes with extended some, Nope. I would totally be cool with those people because they at least had $250,000 to buy that thing. Um, those Rebel vans are badass. I'd love to have one. I did. I'd be make my road trip a lot easier. Uh, be parking in your driveway. Um, the one is a Chrysler Town and Country minivan with California tags. It's now been there since the beginning of the pandemic. Nice. Two, I see years. them all the time. I've seen Park Police and Metro talking to them. Nothing happens. And now there's another buzz, Cali- now there's another van from California. Same thing. It's been the last three, four months. This one's more of a classic full-size van with windows. Again, probably 50 plus years old. And there's another one that's the old conversion van kidnapper that may be a late 80s, early 90s model full of rust from back east somewhere. It's been there a month and a half or so. Then on the perimeter of this park, there's another two vans. I'm like, did the word get out? Mm-hmm. What's going mm-hmm. on here? Now, if it was a Revel van, I would know that they probably actually have some money. Not that being poor is bad, but... Poor people tend to do more desperate things. Unfortunately, yes. A little more seedy, you know? Well, I mean, let's gotta, be honest. That's why cops give poor people more a harder time when they get pulled over because, A, they know there's going to be a likelihood they can't afford insurance, so there's a ticket. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot more likelihood that perhaps their tires aren't at spec, so there's a ticket. 
and yeah, but aren't they kind? It seems like the cops are more ignoring that because they know that they won't that ticket will never get paid nowadays. But back in our day when we were younger, they did it because under the guise of safety, you can't be driving that around with bald got tires. a hatchet man sticker on his you, car. You, I think he's part of a terrorist watch group. You can't you drive around with one headlight on. Actually, wasn't Juggalos on the FBI? Uh, yeah, that's like two thousand. I think it was under Obama's administration, but yeah. Domestic terrorist watch group. Didn't like uh, middle class white kids? I don't. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to tell everybody now, especially if you don't pay attention to the news, what's going on, just go ahead and prepare yourself for the extreme left to start using the phrase that the Republicans want to go to war with Mexico. Lindsey Graham. Just you know, I've just, actually been, and I'm not a Republican, but I've actually what he said, I've actually been thinking of for about a decade. For those who don't know, Lindsey Graham has suggested that we label the cartels in Mexico after the four people got abducted and two of them killed. Which, by the way, it's interesting how that story works too, because even that has to be politicized. You know, they were all African American too. Not only they're all African American, but if you go on CNN, they were going because you know we need socialized health care. CNN said they went to Mexico to get prescriptions instead of the truth, which is they went to Mexico to get cheaper plastic surgery. It is a thing. I've actually known people that's middle class to do the same thing. Oh, when I lived in California, and especially where you live, yeah, you, you heard people all the time. Oh, you also hear the nightmare stories. Oh, so-and-so went down there to get breast implants, which came up or underwear is on inside out. It's like I did watch CNN last night when they were talking about it. But anyhow, so Lindsay... Gramnesty, as Limbaugh used to call him, suggested that, you know, if we label these fucks terrorists, I mean, terrorism, which, by the way, I was watching Jesse Waters, and he was showing the FBI's map of um, the United States that has influences from cartel. Fort Myers is on that fucking map. Nice to know. I'm sure my city's on that map. But Jesse Waters presented a very good question. Mm-hmm. And other people has presented this, not that he's smart, but he just... You know, he pointed out what other smart people are suggesting. You know what the major problem with identifying them as a terrorist group is? The plus side is they want to get the military involved in some of this nonsense with the kidnappings and the murder. But you know what the biggest threat to doing that is? It's going to look racist. Nope. Not even that woke or that simple. It's actually more logical than that. If you, because of how much area and how much power and reign of influence these cartels have in South America, by labeling them as terrorist groups, it then gives all the people who want to come here illegally a legitimate reason to claim amnesty because they're under a threat and their lives are a threat from terrorist organizations. Well, unfortunately, there's compromises for everything. And so that's what the question is going to be. Do we want to call them terrorists so we can send the army down there and put some predator They kind of are, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they clearly, by definition, It's not religious terrorism. Group. They're a terrorist group by any definition but of the fucking If you remove the re- replace religion with whatever they're doing... They're fucking... You know. They're an anarcho-state. They're trying to make an anarcho-state. Yeah, I, and I thought about this. Like, why don't we just go down there and just, you know, this is literally our backyard. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what people say. I am here to tell you I've witnessed this, and you probably witnessed it. 
yeah, people should come here right the proper way. But that being said, we still, you still hear people saying they're coming in and they're taking their jobs and they took their jobs. Your fucking ass ain't getting off the couch to work that job. No, I went to go get my hair cut the other day. I imagine in Fort Myers, you can't even go to a Home Depot right now and find anybody standing in a parking lot. You're all so busy. No, there's no one around to work. Um, I went to try to get my hair cut the other day at two different places. And they all had like an hour and 50 minute check. And because, and the lady at Great Clips told me, she's like, we cannot get anybody to work. No one wants to work. Mm. And the I told trick her. Trick with Great Clips. You ready? Well, I go between Great Clips and Sport Clips, depending on who can get me in. The trick with Great Clips, I've learned, at least here. Checking on the website. Check in at as soon as they open. Oh. Because Sports Club had an hour and a half wait time. And that yeah. was after I checked in. Check in as soon as they open. Now, it could be different down there. I check in as soon as they open. I can be in, down there. They'll, they'll text me to head my way there. I'll get there. Some of the walk-ins are in front of me. But I'll wait five, ten minutes. She's explaining how they can't get anybody to work. I said, "Yeah, I know." I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm setting up people to work remotely from the Philippines to work for offices in South Dakota because no one in South Dakota wants to work, and these aren't shitty jobs. These are decent jobs." Even in my business, I saw a TikTok today where a woman dressed in her Domino's outfit. She's like, "I am a full-time teacher, but they don't pay teachers enough, so the after hours I have to." Drive for Pizza now, Hut. Now, are you a full-time teacher 2,080 hours a year? Hold on. And her whole thing was teachers don't get paid enough. Now, don't even have to go down the, the whole, you get you know, you only work 134. You don't have to go down that. The answer is, hey, woman, there's hundreds of thousands of people across this nation who have jobs making the same amount of money you're making as a salary. And guess what? They're broke as fuck, too. It's called inflation and cost of living. That shit is 100% real right now. And anybody, oh, I know, bud. Yeah. And so, yeah, you may not feel like you're getting paid enough, but that feeling is spread by anybody who makes that amount of money as you do because this shit's impacting all of us. We're all feeling that same way. There are people making high five figures, low six figures. It's feeling it too. Why do you think you know you're seeing all these people on TikTok coming out saying, "Hey, I have an OnlyFans page," and it's like, "You do?" It's like people are fucking desperate for money, man. You're seeing the shit left and right. Carmen Electra has a OnlyFans page. Well, you know, OnlyFans have gotten you know a sign. Standby, or, Don will be announcing his yeah, OnlyFans boop, boop, page at the end of the show. I think, no, OnlyFans <laughs> has got it associated with the porn side, but there's a lot of, you know, other things. and, and on. OnlyFans even tried to try to fix that because they didn't want to be known for that. They want people to come on. It's kind of like 80% of their. It's, yes, it is. But their, their, their initial goal was to try to make it like a video version of Patreon, you Correct. know, but anytime you add internet and revenue, there's going to be Maybe they should have. Well, they tried to market it differently and had a different logo. Well, they tried to get rid of it when all the TikTokers made the news about how, you know, these people are making 80 grand a month. And then they were like, oh, we're, we're crying. And then once they said that, you know, they almost lost half their subscriber base. But anyhow, but my point being is everybody is fucking hurting right now that people are mm-hmm. trying, selling shit on eBay, marketplace, doing canceling anything they can, looking at their cable bills, looking at this and that. Why do you think I'm driving across the country? 
Six days on the road, bro. You've done it. Yippers. I didn't right. have GPS you know at the time. Because it's just driving. It's just water. I'm going to name a few bands. I want you to tell me what they all have in common. They have one thing in common. Okay. And I'm going to skip around. So these are no certain order. Number one, The Doors. Okay. Steely Dan. Okay. Modest Mouse. The Joy Division. Steppenwolf. Uriah Heep. The Velvet Underground. And I skipped one or two of them that would give it away. What do those bands have in common? I can kind of sort of detect a commonality. Which would I'm be having what? a hard time putting my finger on it. Would this help? Veruca Salt. The Boo Radleys. I wonder who the fuck the Boo Radleys are. Do you remember who Boo Radley was? Mm-mm. I would say almost like a slow down tuny kind of melodic rock. Do you know who Veruca Salt is? Yeah. Who's Veruca Salt? Are we talking Veruca Salt from... Oompa, oompa, yes, exactly. From a Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Now, was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory originally a movie or was it a... It was a book. Ten bands who took their names from literature. Mm-hmm. So if you ever wonder what the door stood for, it's kind of a weird name. Maybe they're just being eccentric. The 1960-era rock icons took their band name from Aldous Huxley's 1954 book, The Doors of Perception. Steely Dan, Don Fagan, and Walter Becker of the jazz rock outfit Steely Dan were fans of the writings of beatniks. So when coming up with their name, they drew inspiration from the greats and not-so-greats Steely Dan was the name of a steam-powered dildo in William S. Burroughs' 1959 novel, Naked Lunch. Steely Dan. Imagine if that steam busted. You know, I was, I was going to put together a TikTok, and I never got around to it. I need to find the right photos, and I need to find the wording. It, the, it was going to be a montage of, like, mid-'90s Marilyn Manson first album goth kids where you had dudes wearing dresses and... You know, pictures of Marilyn Manson and his asexual get-ups. You're going to have a picture of um, Ziggy Stardust and his ambidex- uh, you know, his ambiguous outfits. You're going to mm-hmm. have Alice Cooper. And then show some 80, gla- uh, 80 hair bands, mm-hmm. Motley Crue, this and that. And then mention the word Maplethorpe. When's the last time you heard that name? And a few to Cincinnati. And a few of the other like minded and then have something along the lines of and why is it that Gen Z says that boomers and Gen X aren't accepting of cross dressers and transgenders? We've supported all these artists. That was kind of uh, that was going to be the kind of the they were still like uber super masculine though too. It was weird. Well, my point being is Marilyn Manson sold yes, a lot of I records. Know what you're saying and Twiggy's wearing a dress. I mean, no, one hundred percent. Evil Mothers, yeah. Trent Reznor's <clears throat> Happiness for Slavery video, all that stuff. But um, pig face and whatever. 
Yeah, no, I I understand. And, but exactly. the thing, act like we don't, we've never been there, done that, and, and, and it's not accepting really because apparently in 1959 there was a novel. You just didn't <laughs> change your fucking gender and start fucking with hormones. But of course, when you get to one point, the next generation or generations will push that, push that, push that. Right? At some point, there's got to be a backlash. Where it goes back, I keep expecting us to roll back. To the it's it's it's, it's we're right there. But what I was getting to on this is this just goes to show these cats who think this is a new revelation. In 1959, there was a novel written that included a steam-powered dildo. <laughs> so you're not breaking new ground. Well, 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 well let's even back up from um, the way the hair bands dressed and some of that. But Rocky Horror Picture Show, exactly. Modest Mouse, the indie band Modest Mouse takes its name from the passage of Virgil Wolf's 1917 story, The Mark on the Wall. I tell you, that is actually one emo band I do appreciate, is Modest Mouse. I asked you if you knew who Boo Radley was. It sounds old school. Boo Radley was one of the main characters in the novel To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I don't know if I've actually ever read that one. I never read it because I didn't read back then, but we watched the movie, the black and white movie in elementary school back in Ohio back in the day. The post-punk outfit Joy Division tried out several band names before landing on the literature-inspired moniker. They took the name from the references of the 1953 novella House of Dolls by Jewish author and Holocaust survival. I'm not even going to try to not slaughter that. So if they're post-punk, who's pre-punk? Johnny Cash? I'm going to say the bands that were playing the music that the Zoot Rock, Suit uh, listeners listened to back in the day. You got punk, post-punk, what's pre-punk? Don't know. Steppenwolf. The band Steppenwolf borrowed its name from the 1927 Herman Hess book of the same name. The Hess novel itself was named after a German word for the subspecies of gray wolf, the Steppenwolf. You're right. Well, here we go. Velvet Underground. The Velvet Underground name was inspired by the 1963 book of the same name, written by journalist Michael Lee. The book is an exploitation of various taboos surrounding sex and sexual relationships. That's all in the name right there. Which maybe. Yeah. Yep. And so if you ever wonder where the doors got their name and some of those other influential 70s, 60s, and somewhat nameless 80s bands, there you go, my friend. And what a Did, was that Bill Hicks that told the Doors joke about Jimmy being a clown? I think so. And the clown woke before dawn. He put his big red shoes on. I think it he was. On down the hall. Now, Gordon, you suggested a TikTok lesson of the week, which I'm going to use for next week because I came across a more poignant one. And <sighs> I know you're a fan of this particular TikToker. So here we go. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. 
Over the past few years, I have been called names like crazy, uneducated, out of touch, stupid, killer, and ignorant, and the list goes on. There have been seeds of doubt planted in the minds of those closest to me regarding my mental state and well-being. I have been talked about behind my back, and I have been made to feel awkward around the ones who I thought knew me authentically. I have been shunned from society for actually doing the research instead of trusting the television, a politician, or a celebrity. But the truth is out now, and all will be held accountable for their actions. Create space, because the collective, well, we're en route to re- claim our slandered identity and I'll this see has been the out. what's in your head podcast tiktok lesson of the week yes apparently the guy who does the i'll let myself out videos gets a lot of hate mail sent his way i haven't seen a lot from him lately that was him that was his latest post i guess maybe he took some time off because you know is he a comedian because i think i've seen him do some comedy before a lot of those guys end up going into comedy He's got a very recognizable tattoo, right? Yeah, I know Youth Pastor Ryan is doing comedy now. Congratulations on your weight loss. Huh? Congratulations on your weight loss. Yeah, I think I may have probably put another pound or two back on this week, but, you know, as long as I'm trending down. It happens. I'm... I'm in a cookie phase right now to get out of I've been consuming. Not a cookies. cookie phase. I'm back into a soda phase and it's um, not good. That and donuts. I'm, we got this place called Pink Box that fuck. They're good. I'm on a soda phase, but I'm drinking the mini Mountain Dew, so I'm, and then I throw a water in between, so I'm drinking a moderation. Oh, I, I still drink a lot of water. Now when I say donuts, I don't go buy twelve or six. I literally just buy one. And I still feel guilty for it. And you know what my favorite donut is? And this place has the fancy fucking donuts and cronuts. I like just an old-fashioned glazed fucking donut. Chocolate old-fashioned. We'll mm. go to these places, and I'll just get a giant glazed donut. But I will say, don't sleep on an apple fritter. Don't sleep on an apple fritter. And believe it or not, cronuts or dough crows is this place has got. They got one called the Butterface. Everything's good, Butterface. Well, they actually got one called a poo, and it literally looks like the poo emoji. Um, it's fucking delicious. It's chocolate and peanut butter. You can't. Go wrong with those two flavors, which will lead me to a story I got later. Um, Reese's is fucking up. Uh, I've 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 had umbrage with Reese's for years, and I got to the point where I thought maybe it's a geographical location issue, and I think maybe they require people to buy them in such bulk that they don't move them in enough time, and so by the time I buy them, they're dried out, white, and semi-scaly. I cannot remember a time, with the exception if I buy the big cup with the extra peanut butter, then they're fresh. I believe it or not, is my favorite now. Because they're fresh. If you get the normal ones, either they've changed the recipe of the chocolate or something. They're gross. They're fucking dried out, but and you, they're gross. But a little extra peanut butter, and I know that's not real peanut butter. That's peanut butter with a shitload of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with it. I like extra I blame sugar. dad on the peanut butter problem. Yeah. We consumed yeah. a lot of pretzel sticks and peanut butter, but I've converted that to pretzel sticks and French onion dip. You're welcome. You can have I've that I've converted that to peanut butter on a spoon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell me from your, from the South and without saying her from the South, peanut butter on a spoon. <sighs> butter, bread, sugar, 15 seconds in the microwave. <laughs> Here's an old one from Dad, too. Cheerios, butter, skillet. Wow. I haven't thought of that in a long time. 
tuna yeah, patties. Sure. Mom used to make those all the time. What's that? Tuna patties. Tuna When's patties. the last time you've had a tuna patty? Salmon patty. Probably I'm sorry. Mom's house. Salmon, salmon patty. Probably mom's because I get <sighs> fresh salmon. <clears throat> I called her years ago. Asked her how she used to make those. I don't think mine turned out so well. Is canned salmon cheaper than canned tuna? Probably not. Wouldn't think so. I don't get canned salmon at all, though. Uh, you've converted us. We are off of. We are a block of cheese house now. We are no longer a pre-shredded cheese. I've been a block of cheese house for ten years. Yeah, we, it's a whole different world, isn't it? Yeah, we've been block of cheese. Get yourself a ninja that's got the uh, wheel in it, and you can pre-shred for a week. I just got the old school. Cube. Yeah, I did that for eight years, and I got tired of it. Maybe it's the uh, carpal tunnel. She did. <laughs> Carrie watches this white trash chick from Tennessee do live streams all the time to the point where, like, she's had wellness checks done on her kids and all this shit because she's super white <laughs> trash. But she gets like four thousand people in her, and people are buying her fucking, sending her all this expensive shit. And part Maybe of you should live stream your house on a spicy day. Well, see, that's the problem. We have too much pride in our. I know. <laughs> what little, um, I, I'm just fucking in a hole today. I'm just so burnt out. What little bit of, um, what's that thing called when you have, people have a thought associated with your name or your person? Um, reputation. Yes. We, we have a little bit integrity of pride, too. integrity into how people think of yes. us. And so we don't want people to see how fucking crazy. You mean crazy you are kind of old school in the fact that what happens in your house behind your door stays there? Yes. You don't air, air the dirty laundry This chick much. allegedly homeschools her kids, but she takes eight hours a day to cook the evening meal. And Carrie's hypothesis is it takes her eight hours so that the other kids have to raise the other kids because she don't want to fuck with them. Even though she's supposed to be homeschooling, she's had the school district show up because she TikToks. Everybody realized she didn't teach her fucking kids. She's in the kitchen cooking all day. Children's Services has been over there. But all these... Eight hours later, and I got you five hot dogs and some mac and cheese. Pretty much. And as far as I can tell, there's just a bunch of rich rich housewives who have nothing better to do. And then they feel bad that they're rich and it's poor, so they're all buying her all this shit on her wish list. But one of the things she had is this... It's kind of a plastic box with a insert of different size blades and you can put your tomatoes your onions and it's more of a new version of a slap chop without the slap and it's more of a hinge carrying up getting one of those so it cuts her onions and all that for us and it speeds up that process but it's all goes dull Carrie's like all these people Carrie's like maybe we should no don't sleep on getting a high in because where my wife works is going out of business She's able to score a $170 chef's knife for 60 bucks. I'm seeing these new convex skillets. They're not woks. They just have a slight convex so that when you put your oil in, the oil tends to flow to the sides and then the center gets super hot and your food sticks to it, you know, because the pans, a lot of pans aren't completely flat or as they get older, they kind of concave, you know, concave a little bit. No, they convex. So these were more. Pop up in it. Well, it depends on the quality of stuff. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're saying. But if more it's often than skillet, not, it's going to deform. Yeah, more often than not, you have a little bit of a rise in the center of your skillet, and so your oil kind of flows away. And so these are supposed to correct I've that issue. Gone back to stainless steel skillets, and uh, 
I still use cast iron. I do got some new uh, Calflon uh, anti-stick, but the problem with anti-stick skillets is that coating wears out quick. Mm-hmm. With a, and this, I know more hot cooking talk, but this I didn't think would work. It's called a slippery method. You get that <laughs> fucking stainless steel skillet. I did that really in high hot, school. <laughs> pop the water on it, watch it bead, put the oil on it, rinse it around, throw it in, and shit don't stick. Sweet. It, it, absolutely amazing. Did you see any of the Tucker Carlson January 6th videos? I did not. I read some stories. I'm like, oh, they're making this guy look like an asshole, especially when it sounds like he actually hated Trump at one point in time and then turns around and, and, and loves him on the air. Something with his text messages saying that, you know, he didn't care for Trump at all. Who? Tucker. Probably did. But I look at it this way. Tucker may run, the, and I haven't seen if he's even addressed it on TV. He may say, hey, it's entertainment. Well, that one I was getting to, um, the Democrats in power, I'm already saying power because I don't think off the street Democrats give a fuck, but the, the ones who run things were upset that Tucker got access to over 40,000 hours of uncensored material, mm-hmm. video Correct. footage of January 6th, and they didn't want him airing it. And so he aired kind of like the, the Twitter files. He aired one episode. Did you see any of that? I did not. You remember but the QAnon shot? But I am going to hold on. I am going to say this, and it may sound like I'm stealing from Joe Rogan, but he's absolutely right. The problem with TV is there's not enough time to actually go through things and fully understand it. It needs to be like three hours. Yeah, but when these he, discussions need to be hours on end with no. Yeah, but when you take video footage and you edit it to present facts in a certain way. <laughs> To yeah, and which, that's any video. It can be presented in any way you want, depending on how it's edited. To which the person in the video gets four years in prison. Mm-hmm. And then the unedited video comes out. And you see the quote-unquote, as we refer to him, the ringleader of the water buffalo that the uh, Fred Flintstone is a member of, the guy with the antlers. Mm-hmm. They made the him a weird out. guy from Arizona. They called him the QAnon shaman. They said he was a terrorist, and he, he organized... The insurgent. Well, if this guy's a terrorist, then how is the cartels not terrorist? Well, here's the thing. The uncensored video footage Mm -hmm. of him storming the castle, if you will, Mm -hmm. is him walking around escorted by two D.C. police as they walk him through the building and basically give him a tour. Try to open some rooms for him. Oh, that one's locked. We'll go this way. They walk down a main you know, hallway, there's an intersection, there's eight other DC cops standing there and they walk through and he's got a flag, he's just looking around. The cops take him to the area, they take him Clear, into Wait, wait, so you're saying he wasn't being violent or loud? Not only was he not being violent, he was being escorted around by the DC cops and then there's a clip of him giving his announcement we- saying thank you for the police for being here, helping us out. And so everything... So wait, 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 wait. Is this what Al Gore would call an inconvenient truth? Yes. Basically, everything the media and the Democrats who put the January 6th investigation together and the story that got this guy four years in prison, when you look at the unedited surveillance footage showing him being escorted by the cops... And was this stuff not shown during the trial? They only showed you... The footage that... Well, I know what they showed us on the air, but what did they show during the trial? Uh, That's the question, right? Yeah. I I haven't seen that footage, but but they had to show something because the guy's sitting four years in prison. 
And then the other video they're showing is and the other video he shows is just once again it's unedited edited surveillance footage of hundreds of people walking through the place in line, standing in line like they're at a museum. They go take pictures of things, organize stuff, and then they fucking leave. But it was supposed so to So the be- guy who put his feet up on Pelosi's desk was probably let in by a cop. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're showing a lot of the cops were you know, he did show these this group of assholes we've already seen did break windows, but like the other nine hundred people who went through there that day, they were just walking around like tourists at a museum taking pictures. They were literally standing in line, even though there was no one. They just literally walked around. You gotta watch it's it's crazy. And just uh I hate in this day and age you've gotta always put a fucking disclaimer out there. Don and I are not fans of Trump. No. I actually we're, think he needs to go away. I we're less fans of, of blatant lies. We're less fans of the current administration. But guess what? You can actually dislike them both. Did you listen to that thing I sent to you from uh, Dan Crenshaw? No, not yet. Take a listen. It talks about the war in Ukraine. He actually backs it. Well, see, that and one's a thought, sticky wicket because... And that's why. It is a sticky wicket. And he uh, very succinctly explains why. And... um I haven't heard it, but I'm going to assume it's kind of like when I pointed out when people burn our flag. Uh, yes, that's right, our flag and sight. Oh, the police suck. Let's burn the flag. And then I kindly remind people that just about, damn near, if not all of them, except for maybe some in a small town, every city, every township has their own flag. Every major c- city has their own flag. Every state has their own flag. Every sports The United States government has their own flag that literally represents the United States. Most police departments have a badge, a emblem, and or a flag. The United States flag, oh glory, represents us, the people. It does not represent the government of the United States. It does not represent the police force in Minneapolis. Does not represent the racist. So when you want to show disdain, hatred, rightfully so, for the city of Minneapolis, might be a little hard to get by, but I know you can get them. Go on Amazon, order the city of Minneapolis flags, and burn those. And they'll be cheap, too. Custom order a replica of the the badge that your police department has on their flag flying out in front of the police department and burn that fucking thing. The American flag is ours. Well, kind of like with the Ukrainian thing. Do we support Zelensky and the Ukrainian government and their policies? Fuck no. Do we stand by innocent people who are having their fucking lives, property, and country taken away for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's why that's a sticky wicket. A larger wicket. country invaded another one. Yep. Unprovoked. Now, there is arguments, and actually Dan Crenshaw talks about that with the whole will NATO's a threat, and he kind of shoots that whole da- the whole thing down. 30,000 um, Russians. What's the... I've heard 80. Well, dead. that's w- war-wide. What I was going to say is, what's that province on the East Coast that's kind of like the Battle of the Bulge now? Barumkus or whatever starts with the B? Mm-hmm. That area, not the entire war, that the battle for that particular area, they've Russia, which is a very small town of forty to sixty thousand people. Russia, 
According to the UN and our allies' estimates, Russia has lost 30,000 men just in that area alone. Now, they're claiming 11,000. A lot of them were prisoners that they've turned into soldiers. And a lot of them were Wagner Group people, oh. which I have no love get them from that. the prisons. But my point is, 30,000 in that one area over a year, we already know that they're limited on their uh, ammunition. Well, not ammunition, Gun. but Artillery. the generation of refill, free, generation of eighteen to thirty-five year old dudes, because of how bad things have been over there. So it's just like, how much longer can they just keep throwing cannon fodder out there? I don't know if China starts actually sending them some weapons. Speaking of weapons, what is old is new again. I saw a story in Al Jazeera showing that Ukraine is producing. It, Realistic inflatable tanks. Same thing the Ghost Army did in World War II when we were using um, septifuge to convince mm. the Germans that we were going to land in northern Europe. We organized a Ghost Army of inflatable tanks and jeeps so that when the so Germans they, flew over because the French said we were landing up there, they saw all these tanks and jeeps when we landed down south. Well, What's that decoy they use in Modern Warfare 2 now? Uh, decoy uh, personnel or decoy grenade inflatable uh, decoy well these are inflatable tanks when with hopes not for septifuge but for maybe um to help the russia expend more munitions on dummy targets so they're literally producing inflatable. not only do the tanks is what i was going if they start doing it of of soldiers well we did that during world war ii as well during the uh when the troops were when Airborne was jumping in. We were dropping in. God damn it. The movie The Longest Day makes it look like it was big, some big sophisticated dummy. No, it was a, basically a fucking sack. Of, it was a sandbag sewn into the shape of more like a gingerbread cookie, really. We dropped these giant gingerbread cookies that were made out of sandbags with helmets and noisemakers on them. So that when they dropped into the woods, it was kind of like a decoy grenade in, in Call of Duty, but they're strapped to giant gingerbread That's cookies. That's it, decoy grenade. <laughs> yeah, and so we we did those as well. So what is old mm-hmm. is new again. Gordon, are you ready for the news? Let's do the news. Here's the news, Gordon. I don't know what happened to your sounder. That's fine. Yeah, we still have this though. Coming in from <laughs> coming in from the AP out of one Copenhagen, Denmark. Is it Copenhagen or Copenhagen? Copenhagen. Hagen-Dazen. Scandinavian scientists said Wednesday that they have identified the oldest known inscription referencing the Norse god Odin on part of a gold disc unearthed in western Denmark in 2020. And yes, I wanted to send this one to you. It actually has a swastika on it. Swastika. Because that is an old school symbol. Yes. Um, prior to Nazism, I think the eighth army for the united states that was their logo during world war one and prior to that right prior to that it was a buddhist symbol and native american symbol for peace and apparently norse yeah Uh, we're talking vikings so and that's kind of what we're seeing with the american flag right now and the betsy ross flag do not let these shit heels these racists these bigots co-opt these flags more importantly the gadsden flag you say that oh now that's associated with racist people you're letting them fucking win don't just just like the gadsden flag just like the gadsden one elizabeth eimer a runologist with the national museum in copenhagen copenhagen 
said the inscription represented the first solid evidence of Odin being worshipped as early as the 5th century, which is at least 150 years earlier than previously old known reference, which is on a brooch found in southern Germany and dated in the second half of the 6th century. So this disc, discovered in Denmark, which was part of, you know, Viking lore and history, uh, was part of the trove containing about 2.2 pounds, because I'm not going to read kilograms, of gold, including large medallions the size of saucers and Roman coins made into jewelry. It was, was unearthed in a... I was going to say, I'm more impressed with the fact that people were wearing brooches in the 6th century. Yeah, no shit, right? Makes you wonder how old the brooch really is. It was it, on a uh, bolo tie. It was unearthed in the village of Vendeliv in central Jutland, which was dubbed the uh, Vendeliv Horde. Experts uh, think the cache was buried 1,500 years ago, either to hide it from enemies or as a tribute to appease the gods. A golden bracelet, bracelet, a kind, no, it's actually a brass teddy, a kind of thin ornamental pendant carried the inscription that read, he is Odin's man, likely referring to the unknown king or overlord who used to possess it. Um, that's really, really cool, in my opinion. We're still finding older stuff out there. See, there's like nine foot long broadswords they found. Yeah. It's, it's like, how big was that fucking guy? Yeah. Unless they were ornamental, they could have been ornamental strapped to a wall somewhere. Absolutely. So we're going to go from Denmark to one Las Vegas, Nevada. That's an expensive flight. Probably got to lay over some. You like the show Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, it was good. Breaking Bad actors Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are adding another unique honor to their resume. The pair stopped by this place called the Golden Tiki, which is really tiny. It's kind of funny. On Friday, but very famous. Uh, on Friday night, and was presented with honorary shrunken heads that look like their characters from the show. That's cool. Yeah, it's a bar. It's a really cool place. Paul said that he's been lobbying for the honor since he first visited the bar last January. Other celebrities who have received un this unique honor include one Vince Neal, Sammy Hagar, Polly Shore, Randy Couture, Rod Stewart, Siegfried Roy, and Caraton. Now, does it take away the honor to find out that they lobbied themselves? It's kind of like when you find out the Hollywood Walk of cool Fame, shit. you got to pay for your own star. Well, it's a private bar. It's small. I mean, it's a public bar. And it's small. And the fact that a A, B list celebrity is actually saying, hey, man, let's do this. I think it's pretty cool. If you were that bar owner, you'd think it's cool, too. Has Aaron Paul fallen to the stages of B list now? Mm, I say B to C. I think his last movie didn't do too well. I think he was well, He's got a few shows, too. Yeah. Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. This is where Republicans go too far. Mm-hmm. A Republican lawmaker in Florida wants bloggers to write about who write about elected officials to mm -hmm. register with the state. A proposal that raises First Amendment concerns in the ire of GOP firebrand Newt Greenridge. The funny thing is I actually have this story from The Guardian on my computer. I was going to, Greenridge decries insane Florida bill for registers. That's the same one? Yep. Um. Now, who do they, the, in this story, do they say who actually presented the bill? Uh, the bill was filed by Senator, Senator Jason Bardot of Lake Mary, who would require the, I know where you're going with that, by the way, require the bloggers to uh, file periodic reports 
with with the state if they are paid for post about the governor state's governor, lieutenant governor, cabinet members, or legislative. Bloggers uh, who have disclosed who paid them and how much, along with the other information they share where post is located online. They would be fined $25 a day. <clears throat> the report is late and up to $2,500 for each report. The legislation would not apply to content on the website of the newspaper or similar publication. What's interesting, and I like this guy, is it's similar to another bill that was pushed by DeSantis. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to look well, at Well, see, that's right what now. I was going to say. That's why I asked you who wrote the bill, because if it's just this guy... Bordeaux is sponsoring a separate bill that would make it easier to sue media for defamation. Same guy. It was a proposal pushed by Ron DeSantis, a Republican. You know what? Hey, I, I like you, DeSantis, but this one I'm not agreeing with you. The on. sue the media, I agree with, especially if the if especially for example, you're the fucking kid from fucking Covington, Ohio, who was at a Trump rally and you looked in the eyes of a Native American and fucking CNN hung out the dry which he did win a lawsuit so yeah, i that true. that's where okay. that came from but my point was when i asked you who wrote this new bill that i do not agree with which i think is fucking insane it's almost like fucking orwellian it sounds like shit that the fucking left would pull. well see and that's my problem is you said the guy who wrote it right he's a, he's some dipshit Bro, republican Bro from my Bro home Bro state <laughs> but my problem Bro with this is this shows you the blatant dishonesty of the mainstream media. Oh, I hate that phrase. The media. Legacy media. Because when they present it, they're saying that that's a DeSantis bill and that's his doing. Well, no, they're saying it's that he also sponsored a separate bill that would make it. In this article, suit. yes, but I've heard other people saying yeah, DeSantis is issues, trying right? to pass this bill for some people yeah. to register, which is not the truth. Some dipshit in some fucking district in goddamn Tallahassee, you know, probably out of goddamn Central Florida is coming up with this idea. It's a dumb idea. It's not going to get passed, but because they're concerned with DeSantis possibly running for presidency, they're going to put this in his fucking lap and try to say he pinned the thing. Because when I first heard it, that's the way I presented I came home and told Carrie, said, fucking DeSantis needs to watch on this bullshit he's passing. Because... The media presented as if this was his fucking idea. So this this honesty has just got it. Something's got to come up. Something's got to happen. Media and journalism are at an all-time low for honesty, integrity, and doing the right thing. They're and, too much. And that's what I do. And, that's and I don't I'm have the time about. to subscribe to a sub stack and go digging deep for the truth. That's why I want a news station that just says this is what happened. Well, the problem is, is when those news stations try to come out, they, the other legacy media bad mouths them so bad that when you go to their website, because they're the only one reporting it, then you just assume it's fake news because no one else is talking about it. So you really don't know. Cause I'm still, you know, three sources type guy. Well, if I don't see, sadly, the, the shitty media, the Fox news is the MSNBCs and the CNN, if they're not covering a story, oh, it must be fake news, but it's could very well be more likely real news just those three aren't covering it and we're all kind of in that it's almost like backwards version of uh um, what does their sponsorship want them to cover yeah i hate to sound that way but That's, i'm really beginning to see more and more of that um, I, well it's funny you brought that up because i told this to my boss at work because we had similar conversation 
and I said, look, my, my eyes to the media opened up when I worked in the media for six years, even though it was radio. I said, but perfect example about how this stuff happens. Hey, yep. You know that bit where you kind of talk shit about McDonald's? Yep. Knock that off because they just bought commercials. Okay. That's all you need to know. So the, you can't bring any stories questioning uh, vaccines because this is uh, sponsored by, by Pfizer. Pfizer. Yes. By Pfizer. Yes. Hey, I've seen that on CNN. You know that bit you do about the bad haircut down at the fucking walk-in and get the $13? Yep. Can't do that anymore because Great Clips just spot commercial. So it happens even at the most minute level. And you yep. pretty you see it on YouTube. You upload a short. You gotta go through all the list of things that might present conflict for advertising. Or as I said before, oh we got every plate. Unintentionally, we signed up for it before the pandemic. It just happened a pandemic hit. And so we had this fresh food come in our house every week. It fucking worked great, taught us how to cook. Sadly, as time went by, the person who packs our box hated their job. After the third time with the perforated, vacuum-sealed chicken breast packs leaked all over my fucking produce, I not wanting salmonella, I had to cancel the shit. Mm-hmm. When I would do TikToks about it and hashtag every plate, guess now, how many views of... plate or was this a different... Every plate. Every plate is, a, is the poor man box who was owned by the Hello other Fresh. big one. Uh, Hello Fresh. And so when I edited, uh, made this video showing the chicken leaking all over and putting it on my TikTok, the thing got two fucking views, even though at the time I had fucking 5,000 followers because HelloFresh was a advertiser at the time. And so fucking TikTok is not going to play my video bad-mouthing the sub-company because they're advertisers. And you see that a lot when you try to post shit bad-mouthing Comcast or bad-mouthing company. Oh, that video got no views unless you don't mention the name because... And I think that's why you hear a lot of influencers not mention a name. Yep. Or they will mention it in a roundabout way. Yep. It rhymes with 14 guys, chicken burgers. <laughs> but yep. And now on with Remember the news. Remember I said, um, I had a story about Reese's. Mm-hmm. They've already fucked up adding potato chips to them. I was going to say, can we stop fucking around? Are we not fat enough? First, we had the Reese's with the fucking Reese's Pieces mixed in with them. And then the fucking ruffle potato chips. And now they have the extra. I'm waiting for Flamin' Hot Cheetos to be dropped. Well, they got the, have you seen, I haven't seen them in a while, but they they went to because four, four is not enough. You can buy the six to eight pack for a while. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, And this is a little, before I get into the story, this is a little parallel. Can candle companies and candle makers Stop making candles based on baked goods because they fucking stink. No, because we're not fat enough. They stink. They don't even smell good. Anyway, (laughs) Hershey's is fucking up. And this is my opinion. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is getting well. Reese's is not Hershey's. Isn't Reese's Master Foods? That's Hershey? No, M&M's is Master Foods. Yes. They're getting a vegan treatment. Fucking stop. Hershey Company, in all their infinite wisdom, said Tuesday that Reese's plant-based peanut butter cups, which means (laughs) it's going to be full of chemicals, which go on sale this month, will be the first vegan chocolate sold nationally. Mm. 
Um, this is such a hard story to read. Um, um, I got yes. my hand. I got my hand up. Um, Mueller. Mueller. What are Reese's cups made out of, sir? Chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter is made from what? Peanuts. A peanut comes from where? A plant. Chocolate is a what? It's got dairy in it. But it's still plant-based. Plant-based, correct, but it's still got dairy in it, which is which is animal-based. Because interestingly enough, we, we made... But evidently chemicals are considered plant-based. We made enchiladas last night with Spanish rice, and Carrie came in and said, what's up with this rice? I'm like, what do you mean? She says plant-based on the front. It's fucking rice. I said it's marketing Just, to convince dumb to remind dumb vegans they can eat this. Rice is a fucking plant, therefore it's plant based. No uh, rice is gluten free and, and rice has. No <laughs> it says plant based right on the pack. It's fucking rice. Well, sometimes the seasoning that's mixed in there for flavor may have dairy in it, and that's what they're saying is it didn't have dairy. You probably got fake cheese. The second plant based offering, Hershey's plant. Based extra creamy with almonds and sea salt will follow in April. The chocolates will be made with oats instead of milk, like according oats. to Hershey. It's definitely not NSNG. Um, Hershey was experimenting with vegan chocolate before. It sold an oat based chocolate bar, Jesus, this is hard to read, called Oat Made. And some test markets starting in 2021. But the new products will be the first sold throughout the United States under the plant-based label. According to Hershey, they say customers want a choice and are looking for products that are considered healthier or with fewer ingredients, including reduced sugar and plant-based options. Who says plant-based is healthier? The people who are trying to convince the world that cows so are responsible for fucking... all those seed oils that cause inflammation is healthier? Oh, it's, be it's, it's better for the planet because cows fart. What was, what was, what was uh, canola oil's original name? Oh, fucking stomach aids. Rape seed oil. Yeah, rape oil. seed oil. Yep. And what was it invented to do? Replace... Um, As a lubricant on steam engines. Oh, that's right. Yep. You wonder why it sticks to our fucking arteries. Mercy Younger goats, customers goats, in goats. particular, I'm going to get through this story, okay. as hard as it is, is looking to reduce consumption of animal-based products, according to Euromonitor, which is a marketing research firm. And in 2021 survey, Euromonitor found that 54% of Generation Z was restricting animal-based products from their diet compared to 34% of baby boomers, which leaves me to question where the fuck are the other two generations between them? They're not smart enough to fill out a survey. So Gen X, that's us. Mm -hmm. And then millennials? We saying Gen Z is smarter? Oh, by the way, speaking of surveys... Which like take I know every place I do business hates me because I don't do any of their fucking surveys. I think they're bullshit. Well, I think it was Joe Coy or someone that like said, look, if my opinion on your service is that important to you, you would have a survey that I would fill out right now. I shouldn't have to go home, go to your website, register a fucking email address, confirm my email address by going to another email, putting in a code, and then giving you my opinion. 
And then if it's less than a 10, they get upset and in trouble. Mm-hmm. I actually did this. There was a, a contractor we work with, uh, a fire alarm company, and I had a yearly survey to fill out. Would like I gave them nines. I gave them nines, which to me is Nine very times. fucking solid. Yeah. Oh, no, he was in trouble because he didn't get tens. I was like, well, that's kind of bullshit. Nobody tens are a hand job. Ten. You didn't give me a hand job. <sighs> anyway. I said, nobody deserves a 10 unless it's been like way fucking above and beyond. And that's a rare level. That's like, that's like validatorian level. You don't just get there. But we, we settled it out. And I said, no, that was just my own personal opinion on how surveys work. Uh, Nestle has sold its Kit Kat V. Guess what V stands for? Vagina. Yeah, close enough. Vegan. Kit Kat bar. In Europe since 2021, while the Cadsbury sells a vegan chocolate bar in the United States, in the United States, in the United Kingdom, but so far, the United States vegan chocolate options have generally been limited to premium brands like Lint or organic chocolatiers like Who Kitchen, spelled H-U, no umlaut. Probably should have an umlaut. They're fucking Nazis. Uh, Hershey said it developed a plant-based version of the Reese's Cup and Hershey bars, and I probably just got us demonetized, whatevered. Because I picked on Nazis. Uh, some of the most popular products because of there is a dearth of mainstream plant-based positive in states. Okay, can we stop the nonsense? Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of the war on everything. Can't eat meat. Fuck you. We're eating meat. Meat's healthy for you. Look at all the people who had epileptic seizures who eat meat-based diets and most of that shit goes away. I was listening to a lady present an argument in front of Congress like listing the stats of people who switch to a primarily protein-based diet and oh, get off all got. the sugars and off all the other bullshit and like their type 2 diabetes you mean all goes away. The pyramids build out of? Yeah, they, don't, they no longer have to take their insulin for their type 2 diabetes and a whole list of health yeah. benefits. I know when I did an SNG for that bit, my levels went perfect. Mm-hmm. I got to get off the sugar. Yeah, me too. It's, it, it is, I think, the worst Sorry, drug in the world. Cookies. And I'm going to consider it a drug. I'm doing good. I'm taking leftovers to work or I'm eating soup. Oh, no I'm more fast food for lunch, but I eat Mountain Dew and cookies. All the fucking okay, cookies. one more story. Cookies. There she blows. Canadian woman wins the Key West con- Contest. You're in conch land out there, aren't you? Close to it. Have you ever eaten conch? No. It's conch fritters. Good if it's fried. Canadian woman and a, pedi- a pediatric car- a Canadian woman and a pediatric cardiologist. I bet he's dealing with a lot of. There's a lot of kids croaking on heart disease right now. Out a lot here. of nimble it's fingers, crazy. man. Huh? Gotta have nimble fingers work on those small valves. Yep. From Georgia, won the men's and women's contest in Key West annual conch shell blowing contest using different techniques to impress Saturday's judges. Brian Cardis, which is interesting that he's a cardiologist. Cardis, the cardiologist. Hmm, always looks Greek. Georgia of Georgia played Jimmy Buffett's song Fins on a pink line conch shell that with holes that so it can be played like a flute. While Carol Whitley of Ontario, Canada, blew a long, loud blast with her shell to best other competitors. Cardis said he uh, began blowing the marine mollusk shell 10 years ago. Now I just got wings. The mollusk stuck in my head. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, good song, by the way. A little weird. I think uh, Pyrrhus would say he's cheating. 
Yeah, I think he's cheating, but that's okay. During the f- who, who says he couldn't have drilled holes? In the I said the purest because yeah. everybody else is just. Were you there three hundred years ago when they were using cock shells? To communicate? My great grandfather organized this event back in seventeen ninety five. Thanks. So basically, the key is according to Carl- Curtis is kind of like a trumpet. You just sort of have to buzz your lips when you're blowing into Put it. Put the lips or together like and blow. Trombone. You know how to whistle, don't you? You have to uh, make a puffed noise with your lips in order to generate sound. So uh, needless to say, these two have uh, won the great old um, conch blow-off. And uh, that's... Um, there was a that's portion right. in Oh, wait, time. there was a winner from Ohio, from Avon Lake, Ohio, who performed Conch Shell, a vocal duet parodying Elvis Presley's Hound Dog. There was a group of... Motivated citizens of Key West, I think in the late 70s, maybe mid 80s, who wanted Key West to become a sovereign nation and they came up with the Conch Shell Republic. And so you'll see Conch Republic's flags every once in a while, and that's, you know, Conch's oh, a that's real big thing down there. All that's right, that's precious. it. Meanwhile, back at the studio. Meanwhile, back in the studio, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com. Click on that Patreon, sign up and subscribe and help to contribute around here to what we do, whether it's this podcast or the other podcasts on the network or the YouTube videos. And if you haven't done so, please go and like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. You can join in on the conversation and watch us live every Wednesday. See that? Wednesday. And if you haven't noticed from this day forth... We will not be streaming across multiple platforms, spreading our seed far and wide. No, we're going to do a direct aim. We'll still share the link directly to Facebook, but our live streaming will be done strictly through YouTube because through our analysis and issues, we have seen people talk about how the live stream just sucks on Facebook. It's great for conversation, but you can conversate via YouTube as well. I have my phone in front of me. got the chat window up. So for those of you who used to watch us on Facebook, welcome over to YouTube or come on over to YouTube and we'll still post a link on Facebook on Wednesdays when we're live streaming, but we're just going to have everything just that's compressed into a location. Yeah, perhaps. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's Your Head podcast. I want to thank you for your continued support and for myself and Gordon and Mike should be back sometime next week. He's got the creepy crud. We'll, uh, We'll see you all then, and thanks so much. This has been a Digital 410 production.